Yo, what's going on, man? This is Jack Freeman. Go get that album, Define Love. It's on every streaming site in the world, even Napster. You are now tuned in to the Two West Boys. Check us out. We out here. Oh, man, we are back. Episode 65. We have a jack of all trades. Uh, I guess you can say uh, singer, actor. <laughs> Songwriter. Songwriter, former football player. Former football player. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we'll talk about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was new mm-hmm. to me. That was um, it. <laughs> uh, ankle out connoisseur. That's very true. That's very true. <laughs> Mr. Jack Freeman, what's going on, sir? I'm good, man. I'm blessed to be here. Appreciate you guys um, having me, man. How Thank you guys you doing? Coming, man. Oh, can't Blessed, complain. man. It's another Monday. Yeah, it is. It's I, definitely another Monday. It's I hate going Mondays. I love Mondays. Yeah, the week the weeks are going by quick. It's already what the twentieth. Yes, yeah, amazing. Yeah. yeah, we're almost we're almost there to fall, man. <laughs> if the next time you look up, basically, man, January lasted a year. Yeah, and January then and then like, every other month is just January you know, is like a. Uh, the crawling process We just trying to make it out Absolutely Yeah, that's yeah absolutely That's definitely it man It's almost like the rest of the year Are just the episodes To rush the end of the series season And then that first season Is like super long Super duper But then the next season Is like Like short Super like Let me Let me just rush these out And get the storyline out And you're like What the fuck is this Wait a minute right. Wait I didn't sign up for this Yeah I did not <laughs> I, I, I was here for the long run And yeah, here you are Yeah I didn't get invested In this shortness Yeah yeah it's terrible Now yeah. see how Game of Thrones fans feel Damn <laughs> Yeah, man, I heard, I heard, I heard um, <laughs> rough things about eight it. Eight years <laughs> yeah. for that. Yeah, man, yeah. I heard, I heard, man. I gotta, I gotta like start from episode I, that one. That just and, made like, me not want to start from episode one. I was gonna try. Everybody had Everything me. Everything in between is better though. Yeah, that's what everybody yeah. says. But I was so hyped because everybody hyped up the last season and yeah, it's still a good show. It's just the last season. Yeah, yeah. and now I know what's coming. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Baby. I hear there's like a. Uh, a compiled list of the episodes you have to watch mm, yeah. in order to get caught What's up going on? and then the other one is just kind of like yeah, yeah. Mm. so maybe maybe I'll do that I don't know but it might sound like a plan but the whole yeah. the whole eight <sighs> nah it's a lot of that's seasons a, that's man. a lot of seasons and then this last season the parents like hour and a half episodes and, oh yeah, yeah it was know, going for it it was going for so it it's, a, it's an epic yeah. I, I, can, I can hear <laughs> you definitely have yeah. to sit and, and buckle in yeah but man, yeah. where are you from, sir? I'm from the north side of Houston, Texas. Mm. Oh, the niggity, niggity north. The niggity north. Make <laughs> a shaker's hub, cap takers. Yeah, fofo. Yeah, fofo. Oh, man. Yeah, I grew up um, in the Inwood and Acres Home area. Okay. And um, when I was about 13, we moved. And um, parents got them a little money. We moved to Cypress. Okay. I ended up graduating from South Falls High School. South Falls, okay. Yeah. That's dope. Oh, she just didn't graduate from South Falls. <laughs> what else did you do there? Um, I was a four-year letterman in both football and track. Oh, damn. Um, I was... Me and another guy, when I was a freshman, I came in, and um, it was only my second year in the district, and um, there was a kid from the other middle school, and um, that that we went, you know, it was kind of like our rival middle school because we all fed into the same high school. Mm -hmm. And so the first week, um, um, he was a quarterback. So um, first week he got moved to varsity as a quarterback. And um, it was a 
really shitty situation for him because he was a freshman and he really wasn't ready. Yeah. But um, the, the varsity team was terrible. Um, and I played running back on a freshman team. Um, five games into the season, I got moved up as well mm. and um, moved to the slot receiver position. Mm. And to this day, um, he and I, Ross and I, have the record at that particular school for the most varsity games suited up in the history of the school. Oh, Because wow. we both got moved to varsity our freshman year. And how many games in total was that? Um, something like 57 or 52. Wow. Yeah, we... Um, my first year, my freshman year, we didn't make the playoffs. We were terrible. We were three and seven. Um, um, that we had a bit of a rivalry with um, Jersey Village in that the school was open in 1992, South Falls was. Um... My freshman year was 2003-2004 season. So between 92 and the 2003-2004 season, the varsity team had never beaten Jersey Village. Mm. I was on the first team to beat them. Mm. Oh, awesome. And then... So you go down in history. <laughs> we, we we got some some stuff going. So like the next year, we go to the playoffs, we go three rounds deep. Um, so that was a 13, that was a 13 game rattle off right there. So um, the next year we went four rounds deep. Dang. Um, Y'all just kept improving year after year. Yeah, we ended up losing to uh, Katie. Oh, man. Of course. Uh, junior year. Their quarterback was Andy Dalton. Yeah, right. that's what I said, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then the next year, um, we were beating them the whole game. Mm. The next year, um, we go back. Um, second round, we play Stratford, who had a guy named Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, oh, yeah. Um, we played him at Reliant. We beat them. Um, we go on to win another game. Uh, I think it was against Westbrook. And then we see Katie again. Um, had a different quarterback, uh, Bo Levi. Um, he ended up at SMU. Mm-hmm. And um, didn't do nothing. Yeah, didn't do much. Yeah. Um, he, you know, he was playing behind Justin Willis out there. Yeah. You know, um, He couldn't get no shine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He mm-hmm. And for those that don't know, Justin Willis, if you're a high school football player, I would say he was Kyler Murray before Kyler, before yeah. Kyler Murray. He was cold. He was nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he just ended up going to SMU for whatever stupid reason. But anyway, um, yeah, yeah. Had to be, had to be, because they were terrible. Um, Beautiful. So yeah, we beat Katie, and uh, we went to San Antonio, beat uh, MacArthur. We went to state my senior year, and... Um, we played the first state championship team that Cedar Hill put together. Wow. And they... Before they began... Ran us out of the stadium. Yeah. Yeah, they put 50 on us. Jesus. So, um... So... What did y'all put on the board? uh, 17. I put the only offensive touchdown on. And then late in the fourth quarter, um, one of my teammates blocked a a punt and returned it. And we were already out of it. Um, They had like 12, 13 guys go to the Big 12 alone. Jesus. So, um, <laughs> yeah, they were they were a beast. Um, um, a lot of good, a lot of really good athletes. I mean, they beat Von Miller to get there. So, yeah, right, yeah. they beat DeSoto to get there. So, I mean, it was a, it was a fun ride. Um, track, I was on varsity from the moment I got to school. <laughs> um, Wheels. Yeah, I, ran, I was a 400 runner. Oh, that's right. Um, no hurdles? No, 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 no. We don't do hurdles. Nah, nah. I'm, I'm staying on the ground. Um, hurdles were not built for me, and I was not built for the hurdles. Um, I ran everything. I actually ran everything from the one to the eight at a given point. So I ran the hundred. I ran the two hundred. My primary race was the four hundred. 
and to get into 400 shape, I would run the 800. Mm. So um, I've been to Junior Olympics in every event except the 100. Wow. Um, 100 really wasn't my thing. Right. But I ran it to kind of, and I would run the 4 by one occasionally and stuff like that. So um, Stay in that shape? Yeah, uh, we went to we did go to um, I did go to Junior Olympics in the four by one. We had a very good team. Like that's everybody. Everybody. It's like yeah. So Junior Olympics, what that is is um, it's uh, similar to um, there's two there at the time there were two quote unquote governing bodies of youth track and field. Mm -hmm. So one was AAU. AAU would have been. Um, their Junior Olympics had like volleyball and um, track and maybe there was a basketball thing going on there. Their gymnastics, all that. It was okay, more like right. an Olympic thing, right? Right, yeah. But then they had USATF, which was um, um, USA Track and Field, which was strictly just track. track. And they had a Junior Olympics there too. And both organizations were really good organizations and I competed in both of them and my first year I won the AAU championship the next year I won the USATF championship wow and um it was you're an Olympic champion too somewhat so then they have after that the next level is the world youth mm -hmm. which is 17 and under and then they have a world junior which is I want to say 21 and under mm -hmm. And if you're good enough to run on those teams, no matter how old you are, you make the team. Now, if you're good enough to be an Olympian, right. then yeah, obviously you, you go to the trials and you, right. yeah. Right. Um, I was in the running to be a world youth competitor one year. Um, I was probably at one point, once I got to high school, I was probably, at one point I was in the top five in the 400 in the country. Oh, wow. Um, our four by one team, my junior, my four by four team, my junior year ran um, at one point the fastest time and run a little bit faster. And then they, boys got them wheels. yeah, that was when they were really, really rolling. <laughs> and um, uh, when we got the state, we didn't do as well as we wanted. But um, so yeah, I've I've had a, a yeah, I was yeah, uh, but three. Ran in three state championships, um, won two Texas Relays um, trophies. That's one of the um, relays. Yeah, yeah, Texas Relays was the one. And um, <laughs> won two Junior Olympic gold medals. Um, uh, yeah, like I, um, a finalist in the 201 year. Um, yeah, yeah. There, there was accolades. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of the guys now. Um, a lot of the guys in the league now, or that run now, um, you ran against. I, I ran against a I was lot of say, them. Like yeah. I don't know if the years could like match, but Texas realized you didn't have to run against like Jamal Charles. I did. Yeah, I, I raced. Say, uh, it's, it's I kinda... raced Jamal when I was a freshman. Okay. And he was a junior. I want to say. Yeah. Um, the years. Yeah, they was yeah. A, a little bit overlapped. So I just wanted to be sure. Yeah, we ran Jamal the four Charles by two legs crazy, together. Crazy. Yeah, we ran a four by two leg on the on the. Um, we both ran third leg on okay. four by two, and I love the four by two. But um, Jamal was one of those guys that um, he was so good at track when we were coming up mm -hmm. that I didn't know he played football. Yeah. Mm. Until I got to high school, and they were like, "Yeah, he's," you know, because I also at the time. Um, it was that 
that weird time where Port Arthur Lincoln and Port Arthur uh, Jefferson, I think, they were both 4A schools. Yeah. But they closed it down and they merged it and they created Memorial yeah, High School yeah. and it's it five, became a 5A school. Mm-hmm. So then you would play um, the big against name. them. Yeah. The big name. Yeah. So we would see Jamal, but I already knew Jamal because he ran um, track, track. He ran track. Right. And um, Jamal was one of those guys that everything you ran, he ran faster than you. Yeah. He ran all the hurdle races faster. He ran the 200 faster. He ran the 100 faster. He ran the 400 faster. He was just. That was an amazing just, athlete. That was just exceptional. Like, yeah. Once in a lifetime. <laughs> I watched him run for 400 yards on the number one defense in the city. Holy. It was Westfield. They, Westfield, okay. Oh, that's when Westfield 400 yards. Dog. And they smacked us around that year twice. They was and they dog. And he went out there and he rushed for like three or 400 yards on them. Like he did it twice. He did it against, <laughs> yeah, he did it against uh, Spring High School and then he did it against Westfield and they're all in the same district. Damn, so, um, yeah. I mean, amazing athlete. Another yeah. guy that I would see at Junior Olympics every year. I'm at the um, and he was a hurdler. Um, yeah, the knees kind of yeah. went out on him. Um, and he took a gamble anyway because yeah. he he was a fourth or fifth round draft pick and he could have gone to the Olympics and and yeah. made, and but he got his one big contract and he you know but his knees you know I hate it I hate it I hate it um didn't hold up for him because he's really one of the best athletes to ever come oh, yeah. out of Texas um I knew he was cold when I seen him in that Texas uniform yeah yeah V Y before he got out of there and got that ring. I mean his freshman year at UT he ran a nine nine at Texas Relay yeah. And it was a legit nine nine, no no win, nothing. I remember, and, um, I remember they were talking about him. Yeah, he um, another guy I would see every year. He was a year behind me um, during track. Was uh, RG three. Mm. Oh, um, okay. Definitely would see RG three every year. Um, another guy who I think went for the big money in football, but really is one of our best, track um, one of our best track athletes in the world. And. Um, so much so that when he when he um, graduated high school, he graduated in December. Mm-hmm. So he left early, a semester early in high school. He came to U of H. Mm-hmm. He was committed to U of H. Oh, oh yeah. And, um, Art Bros was there. Art Bros yeah, was there. Yeah, yeah. He was there maybe three weeks. Yeah, and then Art Bros got the Baylor job and then yeah. he dipped to Baylor. So like, there's an NCAA rule that I, I'm, I'm not... I'm hazy on it, but I think it's when a high, when a head coach leaves, he can take a few guys with him and then not, he not have to sit out. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that he recruited. Yeah. yeah, so he brought RG3 in for about three weeks. Mm-hmm. He ends up at Baylor. He ran at Baylor and his that semester, basically his senior year in high school, and he won a Big 12 championship in the 400 hurdles. Cold. Yeah, amazing athlete. Um, again, you know, playing Andrew Luck, uh, Andy Dalton. You played uh, all the superstars. Yeah, uh, camps were crazy. Football camps were ridiculous. I remember one camp we did at A and M. Um, it was uh, Vaughn, Vaughn Miller, Cyrus Gray, who also went to A and M with Vaughn, running back, um, Ryan Mallett, Jesus, Jared Lee, Des Bryant, Des Bryant, Terrence Tolliver, Marvin Austin, who I think went to. I think he went to Texas. Maybe. Um, he was like one of the number one D tackle. He, he was like the number one D tackle in the country. No, not my TCU. senior year. Not, not TCU. Um, I think it was either Texas or or um, there was a guy. There was a there was another guy that went to North Carolina. He got caught up in that that recruiting scandal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That um, scandal. Yeah. Um, just amazing athletes 
amazing high school athletes, you know. Yeah, Texas Texas breeds tons, tons. Yeah, man. man, before before we go on, man, I hear us listening to Emotional Oranges. And, <laughs> uh, man, fantastic group. I found it before Roy did on his sleepers. And once he played them as a sleeper, I said, oh, they're yeah. out of here. They're done. Yeah, he... Um, we'll talk about sleepers. Yeah. Uh, yeah we'll uh, definitely... We'll definitely do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but, yeah, once I heard them, man, because I found them last May, and then this May, they're putting out their first EP or whatever. Yeah. Dope, yeah. dope. Phenomenal group. But how did you go from athlete into music? Because yeah. that's crazy. Um, I didn't even know you had that background like that. Yeah, so... Um, all of that to say, I ended up going to UTEP okay. to play football. Oh, my mom went to UTEP. Did she? Yeah, she's from El Paso. Wow. Yeah. There's not many black people from El Paso. Yeah. Was he somebody was in your family in the um in the yeah, army? Yeah, uh, my granddad was in the uh, army, and then they just stationed out there in El yeah, Paso. That'll do it. Yeah. If you're black <laughs> and you're from El Paso, you're either an athlete or a, or um in an army. army brat. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So That's um, awesome out there. so I went out there to play um under Mike Price. Oh wow! Um, I got there, and um, for after two years, I was just like, just not having fun, and um, it became a little bit of a of a grind that I wasn't really trying to put my body through anymore. And also, the NCAA is a scam. So this um, from a former athlete. a former athlete who right. knows for sure that it's a scam. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a Ponzi scheme. It's it's <laughs> all sorts of things. It's, um, it puts things into perspective when you when you can't um, when you have to scrape up sixty five dollars to buy a video game that your name and your face is on. Mm. Damn, you know what I mean? Like yeah, that. Yeah. There's a um, and that's an epiphany that most guys that played in that era can remember because we all played the video games. So NCAA football, yeah, the greatest. So. Um, that was a thing that I had a, a an issue with, and um, it never really became a thing that I enjoyed as much. So I just woke woke up one day and literally was like, I don't feel like playing ball anymore. Really? And um, yeah, just and like it that. yeah. Wow. Um, so I went in after Christmas holiday and I talked to coach and I was done. And um, at the time I was dating a girl who was an artist um, mm. out in L.A. and I just um. I knew I could sing, but it really wasn't in the cards. I, I wasn't thinking about it, you know what I mean? And um, one day I, I was bored. I was like, hey, um, I think I could sing. I'm pretty sure I could write a song. Right. Like, that's literally how it worked out. What year was this? 2009. Uh-huh. Okay. And um, I had some friends that um, had a rap group called The Nice Guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So... Um, <laughs> we know those fellas. Yeah, so I moved... Uh, back to Houston Started going to Preview I actually was trying to get into U of H mm -hmm. And um, One U of H is very expensive Of course um, For somebody that doesn't really Care about college as much as I, I didn't care So um, And also um, I Screwed up so much my first semester in college That it dropped my GPA mm. And um, I actually didn't get into U of H Which was fine because I got accepted to Preview which PV is like the greatest school on the planet. You hear what he so, says? You hear what um, I heard. I, heard I already know though. <laughs> I, I know this though. So I they got, got to P of my money. Yeah. Um, so obviously, all of the nice guys went to U of H. Mm -hmm. That was literally the only reason why I even said I'm gonna try to go to, try to go. U of H. Be closer to those guys. Yeah. 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 And um, 
got the PV, um, started making music with them. Um, first song that we ever did together, we recorded in the old Baron Studios. Yeah. Um, so we did that, and um, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my music, um, but it was a good start, get my feet wet and all that stuff. So um, we ended up starting working with another studio called Wire Road, mm-hmm. and this was when um, the owner, James, had a setup at his house, oh, and the mm-hmm. studio wasn't built yet. And um, he was just really cool, and I, and I wanted to do an EP. I didn't know where to start. Um, so I started getting beats from like Free and uh, Greg Noir actually. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ever work with Giorgio? I did. Oh, so I've up? got I've yeah. got some. I've I was got say some. Earlier, did he ever work with Giorgio? Yeah. yeah. So I have songs with George yeah. that George was supposed to put on his project, but I don't know what happened to him. So, um, but this is after Astro World though. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So um, he. You know, we had known each other for a while, but we had just never done anything together. Right. And um, George is the reason I found out about. That's what I'm gonna say. Mr. Yeah, yeah. Shout out George, man. <laughs> um, friend, friend of the show. I, honestly, that's exactly how I got hip to music. Yeah. Like out there when I was yeah. at PV, 2010. Yeah. We started working with George, and George would be like, "Hey, y'all should check out uh, Jack Freeman. Like he works with the nice guys, this and that." I'm like, "All right, cool." Yeah. And like. Yeah, he's dope, man. Yeah, that's tight. He, um, <laughs> that's how full circle. It's funny because at, all at one point it was, you know, George would be around, <laughs> but it would be, um, it would always be like the nice guys, and then um, a group from Dallas called uh, the Sore Losers would come oh, yeah, down all the course. time. Blue and, and um and blue. So fun fact about uh, blue and brown. Yeah, is blue. Blue's younger brother is Brian Blue. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, blue the Great, the the painter. That makes beats. He used to make beats, right? He used to make beats. No, so Blue, Blue from Sword Losers makes is a producer. It's a producer, right? Yeah, but Blue the His, Great is the Blue the Great is the painer. The painter oh, right. the one that did the 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 Crash Talk. Boy. Yeah, he did boy. the Crash Talk album yeah. cover. Yeah, wow. that's yeah. Crazy, he man. also painted the uh, the uh, the car um, that the police car that Kendrick was standing on at the BET Awards a couple oh, years ago man. that ended up on Fox News That's and all that stuff. Crazy. He painted that whole shit. Oh, wow. So they're all from <laughs> Dallas. Their youngest brother, play, they all play football, right. but their youngest brother played corner at Cedar Hill. That's how I met. I met oh. Anthony before everyone. Before I met everyone else. Oh, wow. He went to Nebraska. I ended up going to UTEP. We didn't play each other in college, but we played each other at State. Okay. And I met him at a track meet and we were talking. And then just off of We got cool or whatever And now All of them Anthony Blue is Somewhere I think he's in New York He's a photographer A painter um, Visual artist So like all of them are Are creatives in in some way And it's one of the most One of the most um, Incredibly talented families That I've ever been around So um, Between that between those guys and um, the nice guys, I always just kind of like it was it was sore losers and uh, ADD. It was a group named ADD. ADD. Um, yeah, that that's how they spelled yeah. it, but it was yeah ADD. ADD they were right, yeah, know. so they were. Um, that's crazy. How I know all this. Homies from Dallas would always put me on these like. Yeah, they were. Artists. It's crazy how much talent's out there. Yeah, man. So we just hang out, and I would see George, and um, you know, but we never really got a chance to really chop chop it up until well, like. You know to work on music until recently, but um, cool. 
Um, George has always been a good guy, man. Oh, of he's course. a he's a diehard Houstonian. Yeah. So um, man, I miss him yeah, yeah. right now, man. Yeah, man. Oh, yeah, man. man. Poor George. What? Where is it? He went in my from Twitter, I guess, after the Rockets. And lost. I and I figured like. <laughs> Like he, I just realized that I hadn't seen or spoken to him in a while. So, uh, George, if you're out there, man, just raise your hand, man. I hope you're not. Just raise your hand and SOS. Give us a thumbs up, man. It's all good. It's all good, man. We had um, the episode um, before we had Crisco, and he told us that. Uh, Crisco Kid, what's going on, man? He wrote some of your songs, man. Man, that is an ultimate. Lie, <laughs> but I love Crisco though, man. Like, um, Crisco was always like, if you went to PV around that time, there was just personalities you know, at yeah. the school, and and Crisco always just was a personality guy. Like, you just see him and you like see that everybody know top. Crisco, yeah. yeah everybody. You see that flat top a mile away, yeah. He's real In tall, you know. He always reminded me of Big Gip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like yeah. I, you know, and he's just such a positive dude. He's a nice guy. Like mm-hmm. I don't know anybody that doesn't like Crisco. Right. Yeah, honestly. Crisco is, is uh Did I say that last time? Yeah. I was like, you there's nobody that. who really and if you did have a problem with him, you probably hated him because he probably just busted out something really bummy and made it look Yeah, like yeah. he's he's really a uh he was just always a genuine guy. Like we, you know, um we weren't super close. Mm-hmm. Like we didn't like hang out every day and all that stuff, but I would see him at you know on the campus. We kick it, we talk, you know, and then um, but like I literally don't know anybody that's like I don't like Crisco. Like he's a good dude, man. So um, I actually haven't seen him in a long time, man. I'm and I was just with a bunch of uh, PV dudes a couple <laughs> weeks ago at uh, reading with a rapper. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll talk yeah. about those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Yeah. Smalls and and, and yeah. Douglas and Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, we 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 play a game here called Quick Shot. Uh, we just mm-hmm. throw you two different artists and whatever you choose. Okay. Uh, Avant or Donnell Jones? Oh. <laughs> it's kind of the reaction I wanted. Um, I'm gonna go with Donnell Jones. Ooh, where I wanna be. Mm-hmm. I like um that whole album is dope. Mm, mm. Yeah, yeah, definitely Amazing. Donnell Jones. Um, Avant is dope too. Like I. I like Avant. So yeah. did you yeah. did you ever notice on the cover of Donnell Jones somebody's like lighting his Yeah. I'd never noticed <laughs> Yeah, yeah, at the studio. Yeah. Bro, I never noticed that till like yeah. a couple months ago. With, like, the the fedora fedora with the fedora <laughs> hat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What the fuck, bro? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Blew your mind, huh, okay? Yeah. I look at it, I was like, man, somebody lighting this man's cigar. Bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, play it lifestyle. Play yeah. it lifestyle. Hey, uh, Jack, man, who do you mirror some of your uh some of your music after, man? Because I hear a bunch of different Different styles and be like, man. Well, I think um, I've always been um, a fan of like older artists, mm-hmm. and I've always kind of um, um, looked at the the writing of um, a lot of a lot of different guys, like um, like Donny Hathaway is my favorite writer. Mm. Donny Hathaway, yeah. Oh, um, but I'm careful about when I say that because um, he. I, I could never sing like him. Like vocally, I can't do what he does. Like he, um, there's very few artists that have come out in um, music history that are literally pitch perfect singers. Yeah. And there's nothing you can like. I think Beyonce is a pitch perfect singer. Like she's never off key. Um, 
but she has that amazing yeah. range. We, yeah, we, amazing we range. This conversation. Yeah. I say that about um, Celine Dion. Mm -hmm. I say that about Whitney Houston. Um, Godlike vocals. Yeah. <laughs> um, and but Dottie Hathaway vocally is like one of the greatest voices ever, ever, ever. Writing wise, I'm like. He's just so good at what he does. So oh, well now I can't um, ask you my question. My other uh, quick shot. I, which I, one? Teddy P or Donnie Hathaway? Donnie, I absolutely know, yeah, Donnie. Yeah, once um, you said all this, I was like, I can't even ask. But Teddy was boy. Teddy's a beast, man. Like <laughs> Teddy was a beast, and um, Teddy is another guy that you know certain things about him, like the, the smoothness of of his music, and um. I actually um, took one of his ideas. I did an all-women show um, back in 2012, I think. It was a show where I don't let women in. And um, it was a very it was a very interesting show. It was, it was a great show. <laughs> um, I want to do it again, actually. Um, but John Legend has always been one of mine. Um, you can hear some of that in, in your uh, music. Yeah, um, definitely D'Angelo. Oh, okay. Mm. Um, oh, I didn't forgot about D'Angelo. Yeah, you can never forget about D'Angelo. I was gonna say too, man. I did hear like like a lot of your not say arrangements and stuff, but maybe the process of the right or where your words are. Yeah, sound like you listen to like Kenneth Whalen. Um, here and there. Here and there. Um, he's not one of the first. Mm -hmm. The guys that I listen to a lot, but I do like Kenneth Whalen. Like I think he's yeah, I think he's dope. Um. Yeah, I think uh, another one of the new new word guys that people are kind of coming around to, but I've known for a while, is PJ Morton. PJ Morton, PJ Morton is nice. Um, very much um, a Stevie Wonder uh, disciple, and you could tell. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from New Orleans. His uh, his father is uh, Bishop Paul Morton. Yeah. Um, when I first heard the Morton, I was like, Is, "Wasn't he a gospel?" And then, yeah, yeah so yeah, he's um, junior. Yeah, he's um, one of one of my favorite artists right now. Um, another guy, I've, he's he's a guy that I've had the opportunity to meet and you know speak to, and um, he's just a really down to earth, really all about the music, right. and um, he's. Also, the keys player from Maroon 5. Oh, so. what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's the black guy in Maroon 5. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people say he's the Maroon in Maroon 5. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so shout out to PJ. Uh, won a Grammy this year. That was dope. Yeah. Um, Any black man winning a Grammy is tight. Yeah, absolutely. He won for best R&B album, I want to say. Awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, man. 2014, you dropped... Uh, uh, Lynn's Juke Joint. Lenny's Juke Joint. Lenny's Juke Joint. It was 2012, but I, when I re, when I switched over to another distributor, they put the year wrong, so right, it's right. it's technically 12. Yeah. Uh, you know, distributor, get, get it right. Yeah, you know, yeah, it happens. Man. You know what? I, I'm just mad that the um, the visions of you was just an interlude and wasn't longer. I like that song. Dog, I like song that song. Yeah, that, um, I've forgotten. Certain songs that I do mm -hmm. um, I don't To be honest I, I really don't do much um, Lenny Ju joint stuff When I'm performing uh, Slow Dance is really like The only song I do I was gonna say That's my second favorite song Yeah that's the yeah. That's the um, And and I'm I'm thinking we're gonna Rework it a little bit With the band And, and do a, another um, Arrangement of it So uh, Yeah Cause it I mean It It 
Pops, one of the ones in the show that gets people up. So, um, but yeah, Vision of You, I like. Um, Away was my my favorite track. Away is another one I'm looking to rework. Mm. Um, I don't do that much anymore because I, I I'm really anal about. Like that you worked with uh, Chris Rockaway too. Yeah, so he he did most of that album, the the um, Lenny Juke joint album. Um, he did all of the um, Spotless Mind album. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And he did all of Define Love. Define Love. Yeah. Wow. Chris Rockaway is pretty dope. I heard of him through One Hundred. Mm. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Shout out One Hundred. Yeah, we yeah. go to One Hundred, man. He's uh, I met Rockaway through uh, D'Lo. Did a song with D'Lo. Yeah. Oh, that's tight. Yeah. So. Is the uh, Spotless Mind side? It, it came out in 15? Or is that the date right up Yeah, that? yeah. It's accurate. Um, it was supposed to be in one album, mm-hmm. but then I decided to split it up and do seven songs a piece. Okay. Or six and seven or something like that. Yes. And um, just because at the time, people weren't really listening to albums like that. And, and and they really aren't. They just Microwave. but I think what it is, um the music game now is kinda weird because the artists that we want to hear albums from are still making albums. Mm-hmm. The artists we don't care to hear albums from know that we don't care to hear albums from them, so they don't put any out. They just put out singles or they'll put out EPs or something like that. Or they'll put a, put together so a lot of people's albums are being made. For playlist purposes right. So it's not cohesive at all They just Put these songs together And then somebody Puts it Puts it on this playlist And somebody puts it On this playlist And they get the streams up um, But there's very few Artists out there That put Concepts out right. Of albums Like um, um, Schoolboy Q Is always a guy Who puts out a concept Kendrick Lamar Is a guy Who puts out a concept um, J-Rock is a guy Who puts out a concept So when they put out singles I listen to them And I want to hear The context in which It is You know As opposed to the album right. You know Because this song Might not be A hit As a standalone But going into The storyline Of the album makes it's a hit Yeah Exactly um, I think uh, PJ is a guy That I always want to hear Albums from Because he's always Doing Amazing Work um, it's like the body all makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Not just one loose. Right, exactly. Um, Beyonce is one of those people that can put out a single that is mm-hmm. like a smash, but then it also goes with the body of the right. of the album. Right. So in relation to the other 12, 14 tracks on the on the album, it it all works. So um, there aren't many artists that that do that. And um, but I think that if you're able to put out an album that's quality, yeah. um, an album that's well produced, an album with a story, an album with um, a beginning and an end in the middle, um, you can buy yourself a lot of time, as opposed to having to put out music every six months. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, and I'm not an every six month type of artist. Like I, I just can't. can't you know, yeah. Um, but that's not even like. Your brand anyway I've never nah. seen you Drop music like that Yeah And I don't even Cause part B came out Two years later mm-hmm. Yeah And and I had finished All of it at the same time <laughs> So Just let you it know. Just hold on to yeah. it Yeah And I don't like I don't like long albums Um I think I think 12 is enough I think 14 is pushing it And anything after that Is too much Way too much Um If I was to look back At Lenny's Juke Joint I think I think that album might have been too long. Mm. 
Because mm. um, there's just songs that I don't like as much as I as I did when I recorded them. You know, um, for me, ten and under, I'm good. About to say ten. Um, you got eleven on this nice joint. Spot. Yeah, on the um, Lynn, uh, on Lenny's Juice joint. On Lenny's Juice. Yeah, I could have, I could have asked maybe two songs. You know, I could have done that and it'd been fine. But um, you know, Define Love is nine tracks. Right. <laughs> um, and it's thirty nine minutes. Perfect. And um, Houston, that's a good ride in traffic. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good ride in traffic. Yeah, that's when I that's when I started to listen to it. Yeah, good, I mean nighttime cruise music. I'm yeah, I'm just not a fan of really long albums at this point because it's just like. I think it started that way because some of the greatest albums we've ever heard are eight tracks, nine tracks. Thriller is a nine track album, eight tracks, I think. Um, And back in the day, they did it that way because you didn't have enough space to put those songs. You're you're recording on a reel and a reel to reel only has so many minutes of music that you can put on there. The, the vinyl itself only has so many minutes of music that you can put on one side. Right. So, um, and nowadays vinyl costs so much that anytime you have to add another record to it, like a whole nother vinyl to it, that jumps your price up right. all the way. And I know that because I did a vinyl. Right. And, you know, on one side of the album, there's, it's like 22 minutes. And another side of the album is like 19 or 22 or something like that. So, for me, I'm like, what can you say in an album that, um, like, say it and then stop? Right. Like, it's got to be captured. Don't say nothing extra. Nothing, yeah. nothing extra. No other. Yeah. Just get to the point. Yeah, right. get to the point. And, um, you know, if I'm looking at your album and it's 18 tracks long, it's like, I'm, I'm really only going to listen to six of these, nine of these. You know oh, what I'm saying? Because, and, and so what it came down to was when they started putting CDs out and they had these 80-minute CDs. You could put 80 minutes of music on there. People was putting 80 minutes of music on it. And it wasn't serving nobody no, no well. Like, when you think about some of the albums that have come out, like these 16, 17, 18 track albums, some of these albums had three records that were good. Yeah. You know, um, I think the only album I've seen recently that had more than 12 tracks, like, actually do well is Chris Brown's, like, major. Oh. That long body of two work. hour. I didn't get very far into that album. <laughs> I still haven't. Gotten I have to very listen to far. that shit in days. Yeah, because right. I don't. I don't want to hear the ones that you thought were cool and that that right. aren't really that cool. Right. You know what I'm saying? I want to hear the ones that. And for all I know, all 45 of those songs could have been good. Yeah. Could have yeah. been dope, right? But I don't want to hear all 45 of those songs yeah, because nah. I'm not interested in hearing 45 songs from nobody. Who's gonna listen to 45 songs straight through? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, stupid. Yeah, and and I and I understand because it, you know, he had a, um, there was a a method to that, and um, a method that I'm not necessarily um, sure of or what it was. <laughs> you know, I think it was a streaming thing. I think it was a, um, um no, you are right. you are right. Yeah, I think get it was a streaming. A, get the streaming up, and then there's so many ass uh, facets of Chris Brown that people like, mm-hmm. so exactly. he wanted to put them all on. On one album, um, and then you can add whatever you want to certain um, certain playlists. So I mean, you he know. dropped that what 2017. This is 2019. So he gave us music for like years. Yeah, I mean because yeah, I mean you can play it all the way through and not finish listening to it until 2019. I so still, <laughs> I still haven't finished listening to it. Yeah, like I, I 
Yeah, I couldn't. My attention span isn't that high on on one artist. You know what I mean. Whoever did that in one sitting, more power to you. Yeah, I mean, I think that the artists. To me, I think most of the artists that I would want to hear that much music from wouldn't do that. No. Yeah. So, you know, it's just kind of what it is. But you know, everybody has their, everybody's trying to figure this this music business out. Nobody knows what they're it's, doing anymore. It's yeah. always changing. So that's yeah. the thing with music, anyway. Yeah. yeah. Let me ask you this: Joe or Tank? Damn. Tank. Mm. Yeah. I like, I like um I like Joe. But it took me a while to really, really like Joe. Yeah. Um But Tank is that pen is crazy. Yeah. So yeah. um I actually met Joe. He's a really nice guy. <laughs> nice guy. Um met him met him at a TV one. No, uh right. Uh, interactive one interactive. Which is the same shit same But um, Met him at that building In 2016 Nice guy yeah, Nice guy Had a nice suit on too <laughs> He said he had a nice suit Suit was fly man Suit was fire <laughs> Joe still out here Trying to pull man Damn man His last album was good too The one yeah. that he put out Independently It was yeah. a pretty good album you yeah. know what? You're not the first person I heard say that album And I still haven't given any run Man there's some artists out here That um we don't hear from as much anymore. Uh, maybe because of their, their label situations or lack thereof. Yeah. Um, that are really still putting out great music. Um, Joe being one of them. I think Tamia had one of the better albums uh, last year, 2018. Wow. A couple of years ago, Tweet dropped an album that was really good. Man. Um, yeah, it's just so many artists that, you know, the way that the music industry is going now, it helps them to do anyway. Mm. So the label, you know, might have had a half a million dollars to put in the marketing or a million dollars or two million dollars, you know, depending on who you are as an artist. Mm. And you may be used to that. Mm. But now when you put out this album, you got to figure out a way to market to your people. And, you know, and now you're handling things that, that the label, that label would have handled. So even like now, like you still, I mean, not still, but independently, you have no mm -hmm. label. You do everything on your own. Mm -hmm. Distribution deals, distribution, um, like with other it can, labels. It can help. It can help. Because okay. like when you, and distribution is uh, almost the same as in film, right? Mm -hmm. I'm, as the distributor, I am going to with this distribution deal, I am going to put your music in the marketplace. All right. Get it out there to the people. Yeah. Right. Before it was CDs, records, tapes. Yeah. Um, before that it was H tracks, you know, you know, or vinyls. Right. Now it's putting it in the streaming marketplace, the occasional CDs. Um, they're going back to vinyl now for novelty reasons. Um either way, that old I'm, yeah, I'm going to distribute your music. And I'm going to take a small percentage from you. But what that means is, in order for it to be worth anybody's while, you need marketing behind it. And we only have a distribution deal. Right. So you are responsible for all of that. Market, yeah, you're still yeah. responsible. You're responsible for the Facebook ads and the Instagram, um, Instagram and... Um, if you want a billboard, cool. But go get that billboard yourself. You know what I'm saying? So... Um, you know, and I say it's a lot like movies because I always go to the Tyler Perry um, model. 
uh, Tyler Perry has a distribution deal, I believe, with Lionsgate, mm-hmm. and they make so much music. I mean, he he makes so many he makes so many movies. Um, Lionsgate knows that he has a built-in crowd, so just give me what you what you got. Mm-hmm. We're not gonna tell you that the album that the that the the movie is bad or whatever. We don't even. That's not even our job. Right. You can put out a terrible movie. You can say. You can say. Medea um, makes a mixtape, mm. and we're gonna put it out. Yeah. Because we're <laughs> just your distributor. Right. And we know that you probably spent fifty million dollars on this movie. You're about to make a hundred. You know what I mean? Like you know whatever these numbers are that that they're probably using or whatever. And because he takes so much of a larger. Um, piece of the pie he can do things like open his own studio and he can do things like let you know uh, Disney or or Marvel use his studio to do Avengers movies you know what I'm saying so like he's always got that other that other play involved yeah um now with artists you know certain guys can can go independent and, and be fine like Jay-Z can do an independent album and be fine right. um Beyonce can do an independent album and be, be fine but that's because they they're bigger than the label half the time. So um, when you have when you have that infrastructure, because all it boils down to is money. Yeah, you need money to do everything. So money rules. Yeah, money, and, it makes everything move. Yeah, it, it makes everything move. And in order for, I will say this as an artist, if there are any artists listening that are that are um, um, independent artists, the idea that a label will only sign you if you um, have a certain amount of followers and certain amount of engagement is true mm-hmm. because that's what they care about. But it's also bullshit. Yeah. Because the way I look at it is if if I had 100,000 followers on Instagram and 150,000 followers on Twitter, what I need you for? Right. I can get it on my own. I can... I can if I can figure out a way, because what happens is the label thinks that followers then transfers into sales. sales. Right. So they think that if that if the Catch Me Outside girl has two hundred thousand followers on Instagram, then it's going to turn into two hundred thousand dollars. I mean, two hundred thousand um, album sales. Right. It's not true because one, people aren't buying albums anymore, and two, they might not think you're any good. They're just following you for yeah. what. You do on the IG, right? Exactly. So, um, your music, yeah. And there's a few labels out there that are only signing personalities because that's what they care about, and that's what is making dividends for them. Bread. So, you know, and you can have fifty thousand followers, but if forty of them are bots, then who cares? A bot ain't gonna buy your album, right? You know what I'm saying? So. Um, yeah. So if I have a hundred and if I have forty thousand solid followers that always engage, are always liking, always when I put up a product or put up an album or you know something like that, it reflects in my in my um, in my numbers. I don't need it mm. because y- you want you want to not have to work. Right, that's what you want to do. Right. You want a bunch of followers on somebody's Instagram because I don't want to do shit. I wanna, I wanna sign right. you, right. and I want you to put out your your music or whatever. Well, I right. just sit in the background 
and I want to make my money. Yeah, right. And I'm gonna sit in the background. I'm not gonna do nothing because you got a bunch of followers. So you got the following and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But gone are the days of developing an artist that that means anything. Like her, like her is one of the most talented artists that we got right now. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Like top to bottom, one of the most talented people. And um, they signed her at 12. Yeah, or 13 or something well, like she that. She was already like doing show. She was out Gabby. before Gabby Wilson, right? Yeah, but they signed her at 12, 13 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, RCA. when she was on the Today Show, and right. you know all that kind of stuff. So, you know, RCA has been developing that for this moment, for this. Yeah, and that's how you're supposed to get an artist. You know, yeah, that's how it used to be. That's how it used to be. Yeah. Now, but there is no, that. yeah, Next. because Next. I mean, so it's so in a cookie you know, cutter. I mean, you do it yourself now. A lot of people are recording at home. A lot mm-hmm. of people are yeah. doing their own videos. A lot of people are doing everything by themselves and they're building their own fan base. The hell they need a, a label for it now. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, yeah, that's um, it's a weird, weird, weird place that we're in musically. But um, Yeah, most of We are definitely in the weird. You, you dropped, speaking of independence, you dropped uh, one of my favorite albums of 2018, Define Love on the Freeman brand. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Lips is my favorite song mm-hmm. on that I like joint. Lips. Yeah, and then you had none, none other than the infamous Cold Blooded. Yeah, 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 yeah. that became um, a sleeper song. Yep, yeah. Um, it was what, funny because that day he texted me. He was like, "Hey, <laughs> who, who got picked for the sleeper?" I did. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh snap! It's Jack. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. How did that come about? And Like, how did how did things go after that? Um, how did that happen? Okay, so I've known Rory uh, for a couple of years now, mm. and he had done um, when they were still doing Henny Palooza mm-hmm. is when I met him. Um, I actually picked him up from the airport. Him, um, who else was in there? Low key mm-hmm. and uh, Ravy, Ravy B. Shout out Ravy. And uh, so we, I picked them up from the airport. Um, I know them through my guy Mike Mogul, good guy, DJ. Uh, he went out. He was in New York working uh, with Atlantic when he met all of these guys. I think. So um, I was helping him out. So I, I went and picked them up from the airport. And uh, a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours uh, named Stephanie, she. Uh, At the time, she was at Baller Alert. Now she, then she moved over to Revolt, and I believe I'm, I'm not sure she's at Revolt anymore. But she's from Texas, so mm-hmm. um, apparently she had told Joe about my music, and he played her nobody. She played him nobody in like 2014 or something mm-hmm. like that. I think he liked it, but then Rory was just standing in front of us, and we were talking, and I wasn't, you know. When I'm talking to people, I don't really want to necessarily talk about my music yeah, and all that kind of stuff. Like, stuff. which is probably a gift and a curse because, like, I could be in front of people and be and never really say anything about my music unless I just kind of like allude to it. But like, I don't want to advertise myself to people that don't necessarily want to hear that right now. Yeah, they, I never want to hear that shit neither. Yeah, I never want to hear from people. Oh, I rap, bro. Like, I can't do nothing with that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can't do nothing with that. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. So. It's better that I have a manager because my manager would probably be able to say, yo, 
this dude is dope. But honestly, right now, I'm kicking it with them. We we just gonna eat and and have a party. I'm not really wanting anything from anybody. So Stephanie was like, nah, man, you should hear Jack, man. Jack is, is dope. And he was like, oh, okay. And he just kind of left it alone. So we kind of kept in contact and I sent him the album when it came out. And um, he's like, all right, I'm gonna check it out. And then a um, couple months later, uh, I said, I hit him. I was like, yo, did you ever listen to the album? <laughs> and he was like, yo, I did. And I, he said, we never talked about it. I was like, no. Nah. He's like, man, I love that album. Mm. And um, he said, that shit is super dope. And he said, I I thought I was going to, he said, something happened. I was going to play it as a sleeper, but then mm. something else, you know, came up and I, and we just didn't. I ended up using something else or maybe I just forgot. He's like, so I'm going to play it next week. Because mm. that, that's when they started doing the two episodes mm-hmm. when they got to Spotify. Exactly. And they were like, well, Saturday, he said, I would play it Saturday, but we do old school old sleepers school. now. And so now on Tuesdays when we do the new music. I'm like, okay, cool. And he was like, which one you want me to play? And I was like, I don't know. He was like, well, I'm thinking Cold Blooded or um, might have been like Perfect for Me or something like that. Mm. And I said, it was a good selection, though. And I said, well, I said, a lot of people like lips. And he was like, bro, I'm not playing lips in front of six men. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, I, I said, saying that. I said, true that, true that, That's, absolutely. I can see you right. saying yeah, that. Yeah, right. So um, he played it, and um, and you know Joe was feeling it, and um, and, you know Maul is a really, um, you know, really even guy. So exactly. he, you know. You really, you couldn't really tell whether he liked it or not. Right, but, he didn't um, give but his. I think he did. Yeah. I think he just was just like, you know, and I think he has his own. You know, all of his sleepers are. Oh, are, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. All of his sleepers are niggas getting shot. Benny. Yeah, yeah. Benny, yeah. West Side yeah, of Benny, yeah, and, you know, all of yeah. them. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, <laughs> niggas getting shot. Yeah. All them niggas from Buffalo shooting niggas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So then I went out to New York to do a show in February, and I, you know, I was trying to, I put him on the list. I put everybody on the list, and I was like, yo. You know, um, come through. So I told Joe, I didn't know Joe was following me. Mm. And so Joe said something to me, and I was like, bro, I didn't even know you were following me. So I I hit him, and I said, you come to the show? He was like, what show? I said, Roy, I didn't Roy tell you I had a show coming up? He's like, Roy doesn't tell me anything. Mm. So um, I, I came there on a Friday to the New York, and they record their podcast on Fridays. And they ended up running over with the podcast, and they ended up not coming to the show. So, um, fast forward to when they announced the Houston dates, uh, the Texas dates for mm-hmm. the for the um, the, tour. For the tour. I hear Rory and I was like, "Yo, uh, let me know um, if there's a way to get me on the list or whatever." Like, you know, I want to come through, come come chop it up with y'all. And um, he was like, "I mean, you want to just like you want to do the sleeper segment and perform?" I was like, "Sure." sure. And then. <laughs> Um, we talked about doing the whole Texas run. Right. And then I was like, I don't know, man. It's like, it's a lot. It's a lot of moving around and, mm-hmm. you know. Because you took the band, huh? Or you just well, did the band I, in Houston? I did the band in Houston. Okay. And so the week before, he was like, yo, did you ever decide whether or not you were going to do all the Texas dates or whatever? I was like, do y'all want me to? He was like, I mean, we don't have anybody for Dallas and Austin. So, you know, if you want to, you can. And I was like, you know what? Screw it, I'll do it. Yeah. So, um, we did Austin first, and then Dallas second, and then came to Houston. And, um, and I saw him in Dallas. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, right. yeah. And I didn't even know. I yeah, didn't even. I checked when he told me about the dates. I couldn't go to any of them being up here. But yeah. When I kept seeing like Jack Freeman's gonna be performing. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's super tight. That's the that, Dallas was the best show out of all the Dallas was, Dallas was lit. Yeah. So you basically got to go to Austin too and perform out there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we, is so tight. Um, first of all, that that theater was beautiful in Dallas. Yeah. Dog. I was looking at it. It was yeah. th- I was on the third story, so I yeah. can only imagine from the stage how it looked. And then they had what? the lights in the ceiling. Yeah. It was a beautiful theater. And, and backstage, for the record, backstage we was like, "Yo, it's like because <laughs> like, we well, it wasn't even just the backstage area. It was just the fact that we saw like when we walked out. Well, when they walked out, they were like, Yo, like the the genuine feeling that they gave off on stage like yo y'all that's really came out like feel. that's how they yeah. really felt even in backstage it wasn't like no uh you know that's it's you know we do that shit all the time yeah. yeah they was like yo these niggas and they was like this might have been the best one like it was lit up in there and 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 they was like what you think better than LA it was like it was like yeah like Dang. he's like man that Dallas was he said I don't know so I don't know why they fuck with us that hard in Dallas, but they but they, they do. Was out, they was yeah. out there. Yeah, like, they had, like, social media don't lie. What I see, they had yeah. that Joker packed from the ceiling. But you, know, you weren't the only person that went to Dallas show. There's some other people from PV that went. Oh, that you probably don't. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, probably don't. Yeah. yeah, man. And when I knew when they said uh, Jack Frame, I was like, oh yeah, yeah. I and, recorded, and that's when I hit him in the DM. I was like, yeah, hey, yeah. And you know, I think um, if I'm being honest. I would rank it Dallas, Austin, Houston, mm. because um, I mean Houston is just that, we just that. Way. Hey Joe, right. yeah, Houston's Houston kind of, can be Joe. Houston. The, team, the only thing I'm mad at is when I went to the merch table, y'all didn't have the yellow long sleeve joint, and that's oh the they long, sold out of those. Like Joe, I, that's the only one I wanted. I don't even think they had any by the time they got to Austin. God, oh, and and to your to your point, I don't think Rory or. Um, I don't think Rory or Parks ever got theirs yeah, because they, they, they sold out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they was, yeah. Save on the duh. The save on the duh. The duh. Um, but yeah, we got to we got to party a little bit, you know, in Dallas. You know, we, Rafties. We didn't do a Rafties. We went to a club. We went to a, that big club in Dallas that I don't know. No used to be called like Dallas. Bentley or something like oh, that. God. It's something, something else. But not, don't, uh, don't give me the line. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but then we did have a Rafties down here, which was... Yeah. Um, that was fun too. I can, yeah. That was very fun. Yeah. Um, a lot of liquor was on that night. <laughs> a lot of do say. Before we get out of here, what did you learn from those guys on tour, man? That you that you'll take on your tours coming up or in um, future tours? Just having proper um, and adequate help around is essential. Um, having a manager, having a tour manager, having your um, content guy having your you know you guys that run the merch and then um, having a strict itinerary so that everybody can do all the things that they need to do and um, and never really just be so self-dependent on everything right because when you do that and I know this for because I manage myself and I right, right. everything every one of my shows like when I get there I do I, I handle all that stuff on my own um it's tiring and you don't get time to do anything. You know what I mean? Like even the small things like being able to go and um and just eat. Yeah. Or yeah. go and just change in peace. You know what I'm saying? Like 
Because you got somebody always there. Mm -hmm. You got to always do something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so when somebody's there to plan all of that out for you and plan out your timing and all that kind of stuff, and, and that way you know when you have these times to, to get into your zone or, um, you know, whoever, whatever the situation is, you know, whatever makes you comfortable, you know what I mean? It's a, um, it's a, it's like a, a lot of times when I get on stage, I always, I always feel rushed because yeah. I don't get to sit down and deal with myself right. and um, get in my zone and clear my mind of things. And um, they do a very good job of um, just making sure that the talent has their time mm. and has their the active the the um, proper preparation. proper preparation to be able to go out there and put on a show for yeah. you know go out there and talk for two hours like that's crazy you know no, it's crazy I know for sure that's probably like something from Joe being mm -hmm. an artist once absolutely been on yeah. tour. Nice doing the yeah, because like, he's the only one that's actually performed a tour, right? You know what I mean? And, and I think Parks is, you know, he's toured with some yeah, guys, yeah, you know, as, yeah, as a yeah, DJ and all. I think DJ sound, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but but knowing how the mind works with the preparation yeah. for a show and knowing what you need, because in the need, end, right. in the end, as the talent, everyone is there because of you, right? Everybody's coming to see Joe Budden, Maul, Parks, Parks and Rory. Rory. Right. Mm -hmm. If they aren't in the right headspace to do things, if they don't have the right energy to do things, then the show suffers. Yeah. Um, same with me. When, um, if I feel rushed to get on stage, if I feel like everything is just, you know, everything is just running together. Um, I don't really get comfortable into my show until a few songs in, and sometimes I don't get comfortable at all, mm, yeah. and I don't really feel like my show is that good. All right. Um, you know, but it's just like a sport. You know, there's a reason why warm ups are like two hours long. All right. And there's a reason why. Gotta get prepared. Yeah, when you step on the field, when you get off the bus, you you walk the field. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Even like, and you're not warming up. You're just walking the field and getting a, a lay of everything that's going on. Seeing how it feels on your feet. Yeah. yeah see yeah. how it feels on your feet. Taking in the um, the dynamics of the stadium and um, when you it's know empty when people start filling in. Yeah. Um, oh. I was listening to that. Uh, Kobe Bryant was talking about that about how he liked to uh, go to the arenas a couple hours earlier than the normal shoot around time because it's still empty and you can get the nuances of the arena um, without people there. Mm -hmm. And it makes you a little bit more one with the, the um, environment you're in, right. especially when it's an away game. Right. You know what I mean? And when you're on a tour, everything's an away game. Yeah. And everything is a bunch of people that you've never seen before. Right. And they're not necessarily rooting against you because obviously they bought a ticket to come and see you. But they... Um, but in order for you to really feel good on stage, you got to know what's right, going this stage, on. Yeah. And there's got to be, it needs to be sound checked. There needs to be some order. Right. And um, um, there was something that I already knew, but it solidified it for me because I'm also looking at everybody like, okay, so what does he do? Mm -hmm. I bet. So what does he do? And it's really about having not a bunch of people, having the right people. Right. Most and, you know, you might travel. You know, with a group like that, you might travel 12 deep, but everybody 
has and that twelve doing. does something. Right. Bro, you know, it's not the guy. it out properly. Yeah, and it's not just oh, this guy is just out here to to um, to uh, roll the weed. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like they they have a real they have a real um, something productive to the to the show. Yeah, yeah. To the, to the they contribute the something to the to the um, to the situation, and um, you know, so that's. Um, important to me because I don't like really traveling with a whole lot of people. So like when I come, you know, you see me. I came here by myself. Right. Um, most of the time, I'll be at a show. If I'm at a show without my band, I'm I'm just showing up by myself. Right. Um, which can help and which can also hurt because you know I rather my I would rather a manager have to handle all of that stuff. Right. Than me. I don't really be wanting to talk to people. I understand. <laughs> but, right, man, I'm an introvert too. Yeah, I think engineering. We are, I hate talking to people. I yeah, it. like I don't, I don't want to talk about all of the things that my manager should should be able to talk about for talk me. About. Yeah, yeah, I just want to. They should hey, be my voice. I want to meet the people, speak to them, laugh, boom, boom. Okay, cool. I'm gonna go back over here. And chill. That's it. So call me you when get, it's time. Yeah, get the contract information, and everything. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I understand. Hey, Jack, man, it has been an honor, man, uh, to have you in here. Uh, before we get out of here, man, you got any any music coming, any uh, tours or anything coming that you want to promote? Um, merch. Let's see, man. I think my calendar is kind of clear for right now, but um, um, go get the fine love, man. Um, working on putting some merch together. Too. Yeah, the shop and screw version. DJ shout out to oh yeah, shout out to DJ Candlestick. Yeah. He finally graduated college this weekend. Congratulations, um, congratulations. Even though you went to TSU, we're gonna let you make it. Um. <laughs> but man, um, DJ Candlestick, OG Ron C, the whole Chop Stars family, man, shout out to them. Um, Chop Star Izzy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, um, yeah, man, shout out to them. Um, kind of in the studio right now, figuring out what I want to do. Um, hopefully, there's going to be some new shows coming up. Hopefully, be I'll be in a city near you very soon. Um, Yes, it's going down, man. Follow me on Instagram. I am Jack Freeman. Uh, Twitter underscore Jack Freeman. You can follow me on Facebook. I don't really be on Facebook anyway, but you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever floats um, your boat. Yeah, whatever floats your boat. Somebody got mad at me because I wasn't on Facebook the other day. I was like, Why are you not on Facebook? Yeah, so I was like, bro, I'm because I'm good. Thirty. <laughs> like, <laughs> I just posted pictures from the IG. Over. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, um, yeah, check that out. Um, working on just. Trying to get better, get to a new, get to a different level. So, um, got some business things I need to figure out first before um, really, really going forward with some new stuff. I see you're a brand ambassador for a few companies. Yeah, it's gonna be a couple of um, couple of other brands that I'm working with pretty soon. So you'll see that very soon, and we'll, um, you know, um, yeah, it's gonna be fun. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Good. That's good. Brand merging. That's it. <laughs> Kang, any shout outs? I know you don't like them, but I, you know I gotta ask. Hey, I'm gonna just say because of the extensive, uh, I'm gonna shout out all the artists that I've seen Jack Freeman feature on. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I yep. had the list but, too. You know, Bobby Fino, can, aka yep. Arian Foster. Can I, yep. can I go to when you go to, Kang? Yeah, I'm just we'll, gonna say we'll three. go back and forth. I'm yeah. just gonna say three. That's fine. Yeah, right. Shout out Arian Foster. And he's still the, isn't he still the lead? Real nigga, mm-hmm. all the way. Um, shout out Les, Ellie yeah. Dollar. Um, he Les. was you were featured on Love Song, which yeah, is like yeah. one of my favorite joints yep. on that hoe. 
um, and Starlito, which is a different one. Starlito. Yeah. I was gonna ask about the experience. I'm a big Lito fan. Starlito. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Through we met in the studio some years ago. Third track sounds. Yeah. Third track yeah. sounds. Still here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Shout out Lito. Shout out Track Man. I got I got my three. Uh, stack five. Stack five. Stack five. <laughs> wow, you. <laughs> my man. <laughs> was on the track with stack oh, man. Five. Captain yeah. Jack. Captain Jack. Yeah. 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 Y
What's that rock band's name? Um, Bro, Sean Christopher is dope. It's Christopher with a Y. So. Mm. I'm actually gonna check him out now. What is the name of that group? Well, why um, you think so? The name? I'm gonna give our shout outs. I'm gonna let Jack think of it because he was bubbling and formulating. Two West Boys everywhere, man. Uh, Facebook, IG, Twitter, SoundCloud, Instagram, all that. Spotify, Linktree, Link all tree, that. All that. Follow man. us. Um, yeah, as always, man. Uh, stay positive and blessings will manifest till 66, Jack. You know the right band? No, right band. <laughs> um, but we're gonna. Oh, Owl oh, City. Owl City? Holy yeah, shit. It was Owl City, yeah. You're joking. Yeah, he did something with Owl City. I can't remember the song, okay. but he I think he wrote a song for them or something. Bruh, like, like this yeah. man, Sean. Fuck it. I don't know why you be disappearing and then coming back. Disappearing and come. Stay, bro. You're doing mm-hmm. something right, bro. Stay. <laughs> you got bro. the magic touch, huh? Yeah. Bro, Sean, mm-hmm. Sean is legit one of the best uh, artists I heard in college that didn't get his due. Yeah. I can say that wholeheartedly. <laughs> well, now I'm going to have to go back and do my research on Sean. Jack, man, it was a pleasure, man. Uh, till the next time, folks. Till 66. Yes, sir. We out. Today's show is sponsored by Sofa Boys and SofaBoysENT.com. Use promo code 2WESTBOYS at checkout to save $5. Get you some dope teas, lighter, and a CD from my man Jamie Hancock and other Sofa Boy members.